You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Welcome to episode number 195 with my guest today, Jonah Hassan from Musician. Now, anyone that does have Musician, you'll recognize Jonah from the new course they got available, which is all about Metallica. So in today's podcast, Jonah lets us know all about what's involved, what he had to do to interview all the guys, the gaming aspect of the game, and lots, lots more. And I was lucky enough to meet Jonah back in 2019 when I went over to Spain with my time with Musician. So it was great to catch up with Jonah again and find out what he's been up to. So again, thank you to my sponsors, Custom Guitar Picks, and a big thank you to Musician and Arnold Krakowka. So let's go all the way over to Finland with my interview with Jonah Hassan. So how long have you been with Musician now? Just turned three, <laughs> as in uh, just, I think, maybe two weeks ago, within the month anyway, uh, uh, it became three years in the company. So mm-hmm. I just started when we met. Yep. I think it was in November when we were at uh, Yedu, which is where we met. Yeah, that's right. um, yeah, I just joined that autumn, I think. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, that's good. So you're still with it, which is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 an ever changing landscape here, so it definitely keeps me challenged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. But I saw your videos on the the Metallica one, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. You mean the tutorials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was an intense project, but uh, I mean, yeah, we'll get into it. But uh, uh, unreal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know it was a, a long time coming. I know seeing on the, or the, you know, the Facebook sites and everything, everyone's like, when's mm. Metallica coming out? Or when, when is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When yep. it all played off, it looks great. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it did definitely, it did definitely um, pay off in many ways. But, um, but yeah, very, very satisfying. I mean, from a personal point of view, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was a long time coming because uh, obviously COVID, complicated things a lot um, um the band was super helpful uh with everything but they were just heading off tour on a on a european tour um well so we ended up shooting it in april so they were leaving on tour i think the next week after we were shooting so um there was like because of the COVID protocol, they just wanted to be super extra careful with everything, which is completely understandable, of course, as did we, um, but it didn't, you know, COVID doesn't make traveling or international sort of logistics any easier. So yeah, that's right. yeah definitely there was that challenge. Yeah. So were you there for the interviews and the, for the video and everything? Yeah, it was actually me who was uh, conducting the interviews as well. Oh, okay. Which was incredible. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, oh, that's excellent. Yeah, it was. I I flew over. The company flew me over, um, and conducted the interviews. You can imagine what like we were at their headquarters. Like that was the place where you know they rehearse at their home, essentially, hmm. um, or an extension of their homes, I should say, probably. But um, but anyway, that that's where every like some kind of monster was filmed, largely there and. Oh, yeah. You've seen footage of the place, you know, it, you know, throughout the years in in different places. And having been a, you know, Metallica was a huge influence on me. When well, I mean, they were probably the reason. I'm right 
uh, in the sweet spot age-wise where it really so i grew up with guitar like pop music was guitar was very prevalent in pop music yeah. when i like in my um formative during my formative years yeah. i'd say more than what it is now for people growing up uh between the ages of let's say i don't know nine and 19 yeah. um but yeah metallica hit that sweet spot and really um got me wanting to play guitar mm. um so of course it was unbelievable i mean i was beside myself essentially but oh, they yeah. were really really accommodating that's good um yeah. very very nice and uh you know very professional but still warm and very human yeah so is it just one day of footage and interviews yeah so um because everything as mentioned with the covid protocol everything had to be really sort of uh well rehearsed in in a logistical sense we didn't rehearse the interviews or anything like that um but yeah we went ahead uh but was it the day before couple of days before i think uh set everything up just ran through the shots and and sort of what we would want um because then on the day of the shoot everything i mean i was the only one allowed in the room with with the interviewees um except for the for the film crew which you know even that consists of many many people Mm. but um uh, everyone else was on monitors. The directors was the director was on monitors. The producer was on monitors. Um, so yeah, uh, everything had to be sort of seamless in that sense. Mm. Um, but it turned out really well. I mean, it was a really good experience. Yeah. They were very, as I mentioned, sort of hospitable and um, very sort of welcoming and and enabling and facilitating. And I mean, you you notice that they they really have uh, a lot of experience with being interviewed and so on so (laughs) but this was i don't i don't think they've ever been interviewed from a player's point of view before which was interesting because the way do you want me to go into how we actually came up with the questions and so on yeah so ask it for sure yeah definitely yeah so what we did was um because obviously uh i couldn't just go in as you know me Okay, I'm Jonah. I want to ask you questions. Um, But because we wanted to make sure uh, that we actually address the things that, you know, players and our users actually would want to know. Um, We had, as always, that we, you know, in these sort of situations, we don't have days with them. So there's, uh, it's a, it's a limited time slot, and we have to get what we, what we want in that sort of that window um so we had user researchers who uh, we planned sort of surveys and whatnot with them uh in which they would ask users what would you find you know what topics would you find interesting what would you be looking for in these in this course um which then turned out to be three courses i'll get into that in a bit but um but eventually, essentially just asking about what would you uh, want to know. And then uh, we got all the data in and the answers in and then sort of uh, extracted what we believe would be the sort of most interesting topics. Um, like, for example, 
because we really do want to um, essentially help beginners, especially who people who want to play guitar, but uh, for one reason or another, haven't really got to it or maybe have started and then sort of gave it up and want, maybe wanted to get back. We really want to target those people. So we're always trying to be very mindful of, well, is this approachable um, from a beginner's point of view and Metallica being Metallica, you know, it's not really the most easiest thing if you if you just look at it at face value. But if I think of myself, I was also a complete beginner when I really got interested in Metallica. And that, like just the, the, the goodness of the riffs and whatnot really just wanted me to aspire towards that. And that's what really came through with, with uh, what the users wanted. So regardless of their skill level, they were interested pretty much in the same thing. So a lot of, you know, I want to learn advanced riffing techniques. I've never played. I want to learn difficult things, which is, it's interesting. It's interesting to see um, that even beginners would be interested in in sort of difficult stuff, but we still wanted to sort of um, pace things for them as well. But yeah, so we collected a bunch of questions. Then I, uh, we have, you know, writers, uh, in-house writers, uh, Sophie, who's an excellent, excellent writer for us, uh, also an Aussie really sort of coached me and helped me get through like how how would we narrow down the questions uh, i was also working with um yet another aussie malcolm who uh great uh film producer and documentary filmmaker uh, who also sort of helped me who has a lot of experience with interviews and then we ended up with a list of questions um which were more or less specific but still had some sort of wiggle room for me to sort of adjust in the situation. Um, so essentially we tried to get the questions that the users wanted to ask. And I was there and I specifically told them this, that even though I have my own, yeah. obviously like I would, I would want to spend days with you, <laughs> but I'm here to sort of represent the users and uh, ask the questions that they would want to know. So I don't think they've really been interviewed in that way before where, you know, specifically asking about, you know, how do you practice, you know, about downpicking, yeah. things like this. There are tidbits here and there, and I try to, you know, do as much much research as possible over the months, just looking for, so 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 that make, to make sure that there's not too much of sort of overlap or redundancies or whatnot. Like, well, this has been asked a million times. People can find this elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of how we went about it. We asked the users to sort of collected them into uh, a meaningful set and then went in and, and tried to make it, uh, you know, as as meaningful and and sort of representative as possible. Mm. So did you have the songs already programmed before you went to, for the interviews? Yeah, some of them. So, um, so we went in in April and the, uh, the course was the first course so i'll just quickly mention why there ended up actually being three courses so um because i think it's it's uh an interesting insight into sort of how things are done so obviously we have plans like any you know company or whatever we have to plan for like well what is this going to look like and whatnot Mm. but then we also have to be able to sort of pivot if needed. So then when, because we 
of course, we couldn't be sure of what we like exactly what we would be getting out of the interview. Like you never know how uh, a person might react or how an artist might react to questions. So you can't really rely on we're going to get exactly this. Um, And you're hoping that they'd actually go off on tangents um, and so on. So we actually ended up getting a lot of great material and it just felt like there was so much more than what could be actually just squeezed into one course. So I actually wanted us to spread it over three courses, which did mean more work, but um, I think it was worth it. We sort of got to sort of split it up into maybe a bit more meaningful pieces. Um, But yeah, that's how it ended up being three courses. But the first one was released in in June. So we had two months of of, uh, time to get everything ready how we eventually decided how sort of what to put in which course was really uh dictated by the material like it really felt like well this is like this is an entirety in itself and this is a like this could be separated into you know very different thing um and i was surprised at how different the answers were from from both of the guys as in they really addressed guitar playing in very different ways which i wasn't really expecting maybe to that extent but it was super interesting um but yeah we had some of the material the song material in but not all of it um we had them play with musician uh like if you've seen any of the ads you can see them actually playing along um yeah it was it was interesting but uh not all of we we knew what songs we would have mm. because of course we had to get them approved by them and and so on um but not everything was programmed but they played through certain bits and yeah it was fun to see yeah. they immediately asked um like i think james's uh first reaction was cool do you have ufo <laughs> which unfortunately we don't have yeah. but um yeah, seem to enjoy it. Yeah. So as far as with the music, um, I guess you guys got the official tabs for everything before you put it into the, the program, into your position. Um, did you say we got the official tabs? Yeah. Or we didn't get the official tabs. We didn't. Okay. We <laughs> transcribed everything. Yeah. Oh, we right. had, yeah, yeah, we have a... Uh, a fantastic army of of transcribers um, working for us. I mean, I used to be one of them, um, but we really sort of sought out um, proper Metallica aficionados who really want to sort of go the extra mile. I mean, to be honest, most of them probably already knew how it, it is sort of correctly played. But there is this thing where, and we came across this several times where the live version uh, or a version that they play is surprisingly different from what was recorded. Um, with, and there are reasons for certain things, um, but that's always the balance, right? Yes. Like, uh, w- which one are we referring to? Um, like, for example, Nothing Else Matters, the studio version, I believe, is is picked all the way through, but then if you look at a live version, it's it's sort of hybrid hybrid pick by by uh, Kirk, yeah. the very intro mm. open string thing. So 
even though musician doesn't really in in the actual main game play mode which is the sort of rolling tab that you see we don't specify or require you to pick it any certain way but as you mentioned i've made the tutorials so there we have to make the choices like which version do we actually adhere to mm. um with picking and such it isn't um as dangerous if you will yeah. but with like think like for example fade to black the fade to black intro uh is different mm. uh in the original recording to where to how they actually play it live okay. um so and because we gotten this is very very sort of particular like this is very unique we actually got the original multi-tracks from metallica oh, wow. which was amazing so so people are actually playing along to the band like we can omit the part that the user is actually playing yep. so you get to be essentially kirk or james yep. um within the very sort of unique setting of playing with metallica but no, we didn't get the original tabs. It was all transcribed, um, but transcribed well, um, <laughs> which which has been great. That that's that's one feedback that we've consistently been been getting is um, that they're pretty darn accurate, which okay. which they are. Yeah, for mm. sure. I mean, again, I grew up with Metallica myself, and yeah, go, I go back to some of those leads. Oh, wow, that was spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a, you know, we're always looking for more feedback, um, mm. whether there's some things that, you know, the, you know, it's all, all sort of gravy for us. If, if, uh, if someone notices, I know it sounds strange, but if someone notices a mistake, that's good. We want to know about it. We want to change it. Yeah. Um, it, it's like now we, we, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but we, we've just started a sort of new new community with musician and with musician users um it's in the very early stages but already it's it's really interesting to hear about you know what suggestions and corrections and whatnot so okay. yeah i think that's how it you know the quality of the product and and the quality of the tabs and whatnot that's that's the only way how they can get improved um yeah. so yeah definitely it's a it's a result of, of good feedback and obviously a lot of experience with transcribing, but yeah, yeah. that's how, that's how we got it. Because I don't, I don't think there are official tabs hmm. like Wolf Marshall, probably as a name that maybe said, does that say anything to you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Because that's what you, yeah, that's, that's like his name was always in, in the tabs and in, in the Metallica books and in every books and in guitar magazines and everything. He was the transcriber. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know of sort of official tabs, um, yeah. even being available. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I got out of it. Um, like the downstrokes that uh, mm. James does like, cause I've, I've always done up and down, alternating picking, but I know mm. he's really dominant about that. Yeah. Yeah. Down, down, <laughs> which is a bit different. Yeah. This was something that like when we did the, the initial research and um, just looking into uh, not only with our users, but uh, across the internet, if you will, mm. um, just different forums and, and trying to sort of, and, and also YouTube, like what is, if there is one, cause we realize we really have to narrow down 
um, the questions. We would have an infinite amount of questions if we had an infinite amount of infinite amount of time. But if we had to choose sort of certain things, mm. um, what would be the the biggest or the main or something you know topic that people seem to be interested in based on what people look for in the internet what what kind of material is provided and downpicking is definitely that came up all of the time like repeatedly that came up with with users regardless of their skill level even though it's a i mean it is a pretty advanced skill mm. it's also a very specific skill which is difficult to place on the spectrum of easy versus hard yeah. or or let's say beginner to advance i mean it is difficult yes not in terms of easy or difficult but maybe beginner or advanced mm. because both of them said i think even uh, especially kirk said uh well i'll give you a bit of background we were thinking that okay if james is some sort of freak of nature who can just down pick forever yeah. but looking at a lot of footage and whatnot seeing that well actually kirk downpicks everything as well he doesn't i mean not everything but where james downpicks he downpicks as well but he has a very different technique and whatnot so we were thinking hmm maybe that would be maybe maybe asking kirk maybe he's had to sort of maybe he's had to actually practice and learn it and whatnot maybe we would get you know interesting insight from him on how to learn it because if a person i'm not saying james wouldn't give any good insight but when a person is naturally able to do something, it's often very difficult for them to actually describe how they do it. Yes. I'm, I'm sure you, you know, experienced yeah. this. It doesn't matter if it's in sports or music or whatever it is. Like, well, I just do it. Yeah. Um, so we were looking forward to sort of hearing Kirk's input on it. But surprisingly, he said, well, I've always just done. I've always just downpicked. I yeah. think that's what he says in the video. I've always downpicked. Um, but which which means that they've done it you know when they were beginners they've sort of uh, and i remember i know i know this from my own students as well from you know years back where uh you have a teenager coming in with what you like just based on the sharp corners of the guitar you know that they're into metal yeah. the pointy guitars yeah. and and you know i always get excited with them and they always just wanted to sort of learn the sort of down picking chugging but they really went to town with that, even the beginners. Like they really, you know, it's not, they, they're not acquiring a very broad skill set. It's, they really want to hone into that one specific skill. So when putting that into the course, it was a bit challenging to think that, well, we can't really demand a beginner coming in, actually being able to sort of do that. But we want to somehow offer them the possibility to actually get better at it and practice it because it is if you really sort of think of it in a very sort of oversimplified way you can just practice it by just picking you know one string yeah. and just sort of trying different approaches like you can there's the stamina approach which is um it's not just playing as long as you can and then stopping but actually sort of doing a sort of interval training thing where you and this is what a lot of so the people who have picked it up well have, have said to be like works well where you just pick four notes, take a break, four notes, take a break for sort of interval training as a marathon runner yeah. might do. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's that the down picking thing was definitely one thing that I really, really, really wanted to get in. 
um, in the course. And just getting that footage of James's right hand, which doesn't exist anywhere, yeah. was amazing. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy about that. I'm really happy that we got that footage. Yeah, that's great. But your your videos as well, the instructional ones for the, the different songs, they're great as well. So thanks, thanks. Yeah, uh, really like you know, been teaching myself for the last thirty years or so. Um, like the ones you do, just really opened up my eyes as well. The different ideas and the way you break it down and uh, the different riffs. Even like doing some of the open strings to the riffs that works mm. really well. Did, did you know the fingering to, to the Enter Sandman riff? No, I was going to because that was new to me. No, I hadn't yeah. never played it like that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It yeah. was it was new to me, but it does make sense. But yeah, it was yeah. like that was one of the things where we realized that oh. Well, and that's uh, why I mentioned in the tutorial as well, like, well, you don't have to do it like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've done it this way, but this is actually how he does it. Yeah. Um, and this is what I noticed with James with, because there's a, in, in a lot of the riffs, like, there, a lot of them are based on the power chord shape, right? Yeah, that's right. It's like it, the same thing with Megadeth or a lot of the metal bands from that era who had this sort of melodic... Inter, uh, in, interludes or intros or whatnot they're often based on like the power chord shape plus some open strings yeah. mm -hmm. um and a lot of the metallica riffs are based on that as well but the open strings definitely like they're so important mm -hmm. and just the ringing out quality of them um is obviously very important to james so you understand why he might choose sort of obscure or difficult fingerings yeah to actually be able to have as much ringing out as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's a nuance, maybe not super important to a person who's trying it for the very first time, mm. but it, but I do think it makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But even things like Welcome Home, that just that riff going down and getting that open string, it's just a really good exercise for you know, anyone really, just to really make sure those fingers are really up on the tips and the notes are nice and clear. Yeah. That's a great little exercise, plus yeah. the song as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that's one of those riffs where, um, which I think are the sort of best bang for your buck, where uh, uh, the it sounds more difficult than it actually is to a lot of people. Yeah. Like if you play, and I tried this with a lot of, uh, so we do a lot of sort of in-house testing as well. Mm. A lot of user testing, meaning people come from outside or we just do them online or whatnot, but also a lot of in-house testing, which means you know, we might have an idea, like for example, with sanitarium, I wanted to, I felt like, well, this probably could be chopped. Like it sounds difficult, but it's, it's just three things essentially. Right. Mm, yeah. uh, or whatever it is, like just a few, I'm a very modular thinker. So I think that if you just chop it down into a very, which is what teachers do, where you chop yeah, it yeah. down into sort of digestible parts yeah. instead of, it's like learning if you were to teach, I don't know, a, a poem to someone the can to compare or, or like lines in a play or something, um, you wouldn't be teaching them letter by letter, right? You'd be teaching them sort of sentence by sentence. And what are you actually saying? So I tried this approach where uh, I first had the person listen to it, then just then look at it on the tab and everything looks very complicated. There's, so, no, there's no way I'll be able to play this. And then with just chopping it down into what I thought was meaningful pieces yeah. um, and getting feedback from the users, actually, I mean, I'm not saying anyone could learn it immediately, 
But from what I saw, people were able to pick it up very quickly, like to them, even surprisingly quickly. And it sounds so cool. It's such yeah. a cool riff. You could just play it on and on. It's one of those riffs that, like, I think a good riff is something that you could just loop and loop and loop because yeah. that makes it really fun to play. You can, because that's what I did at least. Mm. If I learned a, a very fun riff, I just played it and played it and played it and played it. I didn't even want to learn the whole song. I just played the riffs. Yeah. Um, but it's good if it's not something that abruptly ends, but you actually can sort of loop it and loop it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it flows into each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So did you have any favorites in the Metallica? Well, sanita Sanitarium, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Unforgiven. And I mean, surprisingly, like nothing else matters. I found that I've, how should I put it? Like it, because it was everywhere when the Black Album came out. It was very influential to me, mm. but it also, well, I experienced it sort of, it had some sort of an inflation to it where I just thought I just had too much of it in a way. Mm. But now getting back to it, having to listen to it again, it's like, especially when you really listen, I mean, I've probably never listened to as, uh, diversely as i have of metallica as i did during the past year let's say because it, as you say it's been it's been a long process yeah. um and just sort of narrowing down the songs and whatnot you really because when i as a teenager i really like for example i i think i started with the black album then went into ride the lightning probably justice for all i never really even got like puppets as a kid i don't know why yeah i don't know why i never really got to it actually it's not like i had anything against it but because originally i was really drawn to the melodic really nice riffs and if there was anything really thrashy that didn't somehow appeal to me that much even though now it definitely does yeah. um but because i listened to the black album so much i felt like well this is like there's it's sort of i've lost interest with it but mm. when you listen to the black album compared to the other albums you know the production quality i mean there's a lot that could be said about it uh of course it's not as thrashy yeah. just the you know the production itself but that's very intentional i mean bob rock very intentionally made it what it is um and and people are by and large aware of what that what that process was i mean metallica fans at least where it wasn't you know easy for the for the band either i mean kirk was when i asked him to play the unforgiven solo he specifically said that okay i i can i can do that solo in my dreams but wow did bob rock give me a hard time oh, really? you know on it yeah there's a, I, I think it's either in the uh some kind of monster document or then it's just sort of b-roll outtakes or whatever on youtube but you can see you know them having an argument about it Bob and Kirk um, but yeah nothing else matters really sort of I realized how really well it's been arranged there's there's Michael Kamen's arrangement on it which is you know it's it's very sort of uh what's the word like a uh, uh, um cinematic almost yeah, yeah. horns whatnot you know we listening to the isolated tracks that we got you realize that wow there's a piano and nothing else matters which i've never you know even noticed yeah. so i think i found a new appreciation to a lot of the songs um it's really difficult for me to sort of 
put them in in priority but like and because they they represent different energies to me like i love puppets mm. because it's such you know it there's the knowledge of how difficult it actually is to play yeah. um and then there's just the music itself where there's just so and like battery also yeah. so i i tend to listen to those a lot um but i don't think there's any one single favorite um it really depends on the mood i'd say yeah. um but yeah unforgiven is definitely also like that's it's a that's a really good song as well yeah and i suppose especially after like analyzing like i said after over a year getting the degree mm. parts <laughs> yeah really, really appreciate what's evolved too definitely definitely yeah there's there's a lot to the songs and we also had a bit of this like um when we were you know at the site and preparing to shoot a segment or whatever um and discussing this also get, gets back to live version versus the recorded version and because everything that's on musician is from the album so it's it's the, it's the, yeah, the album version but you know remember these guys haven't played the album version you know in 30 years or whatever um so you can't really expect them even to now just at a at a you know drop of a dime to say, to you know play it exactly how you played it on the yeah. album um so there was some sort of thinking and and sort of planning around uh like i remember talking to i think it was james's or kirk's guitar tech mm. and he was asking about the sounds like what which part do you want him to play um and okay i want him i was thinking of him maybe playing this part and then he says well that means we'd have to somehow jump between the electric and the acoustic or you know i have this acoustic setup where he has this sort of uh what's it called like a sort of a walk to stand where you have to actually oh, yeah. you have the guitar on a stand and you can just walk to the stand and play yeah. it and then so on um uh and realizing like i remember saying something like oh really does he oh he actually plays that part uh, i thought it was kirk and and then the tech saying well it, it sometimes it's he sort of does both and sometimes not and something you know it changes from show to show it's so, so it's not you know the guys have been playing together forever mm. so they know everything very well yeah. so they are mixing it up as they're going going you know at when they're actually playing Yep. So, uh, and trying to sort of, you know, they mentioned even trying to keep each other, you know, on, on toes. So, because you, if you're playing the same songs over and over for years and years and years and years and years and decades, quite literally, um, you really have to be careful of not becoming, I don't know, jaded or, I mean, I know the feeling as well, not having played for decades, but for years, you know, with a band, the same songs, you sort of, you know, you get into this autopilot mode. Yeah. Um, so they mentioned that they really they don't get nervous anymore when before going on stage quite the opposite they actually have to sort of remind themselves that um, like this is someone's first and only time that they're seeing us and experiencing this so we really have to sort of keep it fresh mm. so it's understandable that they want to sort of mix it up yeah, yeah. but from my point of view it posed a challenge we're like well let me well, we don't have that version in musician where you just mix it up in a way but yeah. um but it was interesting it was interesting and they were very flexible with everything so it, yeah. it turned out nice but it was interesting to hear that they 
yeah. it it's not the same every time. I mean, as far as like the, I know people I spoke to, you know, who who do have it, just loving it. You know, mm -hmm. it's been like this huge. Oh, problem. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, yeah. I mean, they did have musician before, but they just felt fine mm. with this. They're just playing all the time. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, I really. That's that's also what I wanted is is that because um, um, I'm, you know we are aware that there are people who have had musician for a long time and especially Metallica is one of those, I mean, that's easily the most searched artist in not only in musician, but across the board when it comes to guitar playing and learning guitar. So we really wanted to offer something very sort of useful and hands-on um, and also unique um, to not only new users, I mean, obviously, it is very interesting from a marketing point point of view, but 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 very much also to the existing users. Mm. So it's great to hear that people have actually found it, um, you know, engaging. Oh yeah, and I think the huge bonus was that um, was the Stranger Things coming out with Metallica. Ah yeah yeah, <laughs> that's good yeah. timing. <laughs> yep, it was. We didn't. We it was. We didn't know that was going to no. happen. No, that's right. After the fact, we put things together that you know where we communicated with the band but obviously you know they couldn't tell us either like there yeah. were and I, I i can't speak on their behalf what they actually knew about that but it was amazing like it was yeah. perfect timing yeah definitely yeah, um let's talk of the town like yeah stranger things and musicians yeah metallica's everywhere <laughs> metallica was everywhere yeah that definitely um and it was nice i think it's it's really hard to imagine what it would be like. Can you think of another band that would have that sort of presence and history and sort of continuity mm. as Metallica? Yep. So, you know, can't imagine what it is like to get sort of refreshed in that sense. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Where all of a sudden a completely new generation yep. gets excited about your music. Yeah. You know, it would be enough probably for them to just, you know, wherever they would play now to eternity, they would probably just sell out anything. Oh, yeah. But to think that there are people who are just getting into it, you know, young people who are, have just been exposed to it. I think that's, uh, you know, that's pretty, uh, it's it's a touching sort of sentiment. Yeah, it is. So as far as the, uh, the levels, um, mm -hmm. do they have any impact on that or it was just totally up to you guys like different levels each song it was up to us um and as i said it does pose a challenge where the material itself again from you know just at value if you were to just look at it without actually knowing anything about it just looking at the tab or whatever yeah. or listening to the music you'd be like mm, yeah nah this is far too difficult for any beginner but then as I mentioned in the beginning, hearing from the users and noticing that they're really aspirational. So how do you then balance that where, um, and I'm not saying we completely already nail it. It is something that I really want us to be, um, you know, improving in where, and again, which can only happen um, after feedback, yeah. but it was really, and still is challenging with non-Metallica content as well, where you want to be able to 
provide a goal, but in a sense that it actually feels attainable, you know? Um, I just heard from a friend of mine who's who's also beginning to play um, or has sort of picked up the guitar again. And he specifically said that he hates dumbed, dumbed down versions of anything. Like he doesn't feel, he doesn't want to, why would you? He doesn't want to feel like content that's being given to you is specifically dumbed down because for, well, for obvious reasons, you don't want to be the person who had, you know, well, we dumbed it down for you. <laughs> so that's the challenge where we want to be able to provide engaging and meaningful content, mm. but not be discouraging because yep. that can only also happen where person gets really and this happens all the time where a person gets excited and this has happened to me and, and maybe not in guitar playing but with different things like oh yeah i really want to get into that mm. then you start a course or you know see a song and realize that oh no i can't do it like this is far too difficult mm. but the one thing we the way we tried to approach it um and with the riffs for example which was the first course yep. Uh, we specifically tried and and sort of went with not actually grading the riffs. Mm. Like if you if you have a look at them, you'll see that they don't have any levels to them. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, this was a an interesting discussion to have with when we were sort of deciding on how to put this out because there's the thing where the levels actually anchor a person to, you know, have maybe prejudice isn't the right word, but when you see that, well, this is level five and I'm level one, mm. which at the end of the day, I mean, the level numbers may be useful. It would be interesting to hear what you think of the level numbers in general, but um, not just in Metallica, but in musician, yeah. but you know, they are useful in, in a certain way, but they're also, they can be sort of uh, extra baggage or like anchors in a way, if you get what I'm saying, where you think that, well, I'm not even going to try it because I'm, you know, I'm not at that level, even though they're sort of arbitrary numbers at the end of the day. They're just numbers. Um, like we were talking about downpicking. Hmm. You know, there might be one person might be a uh, sort of anomaly in, you know, someone who's not played the guitar can all of a sudden downpick. So how do you grade that? Is that like, yeah. is he now at level 15? <laughs> of course not. Yeah, that's So the leveling is difficult. It is a sort of, in some cases, it's sort of a necessary evil where, but as I said, we know that it actually does. There's a there's a purpose that it serves. Hmm. Uh, but of course, we'd love to hear more about it. Like if there are different view, differing views about it, um, we're always open to discussion about that. But yeah, we decided the levels, but it wasn't a trivial task, and it's something that I'd say is always evolving. Yep. So we can adjust those. We can if we notice that, um, you know. Let's say we'd notice a trend that level one or two players aren't even trying content that we would know they could actually manage, but are not trying it just because it's labeled as a specific level. That's not good. That's yeah. not what you want. You want them to sort of push themselves. Yeah. But um, yeah, we decided the levels, um, but it's it's a sort of an ongoing process, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that really that I, I like to focus on with my students is the uh, the practice mode of musician. So that way yeah. it really doesn't matter about the level. Like, you know, yeah. I like to give like they level two and say, okay, try this on level five, but 50% with the auto mode, 
and then use that as a guide to try and get up to this point. And then not say you're going to be at level five, but it's just a really good way to slowly build up your level and playing mm. the song the way it is, like you were saying before, mm. you know, like timing it down, you know, playing mm. it down. It's like how you do with the metallic ones. You, know, you yeah. slow it down and slowly get faster and you're playing exactly mm. the way they play it, but maybe just yeah. fast. So I think yeah. That's yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was a the sort of riff trainer thing because we used to have yeah. only the lick trainer, but the riff trainer thing was, uh, you know, uh, a brainchild of my uh, very esteemed colleague, Hawkin, yeah. who realized that we could actually um, change or sort of hack the lick trainer into this riff trainer thing where, where we actually speed it up. There's the challenge of the backing track. Like if it's too slowed down, yeah. it gets, there's a, and you know, as as a player, you know that you know, slower doesn't always equate to easier. Like there's a there's a threshold with things where when it gets slower, it actually becomes more difficult because it's really difficult to the timing gets sort of very fuzzy where you actually can't hear you can't actually grab onto anything timing wise. Um, but yeah, that's something that I was really sort of happy and proud about that um, or proud of that um, that we. We we sort of applied that mm. applied that trainer into this. Um, I, I, I'd be interested to hear how you found the because uh, okay, just an example of how we sort of iterated on stuff. So initially, I just shot the full tutorials, yep. uh, explaining everything in one go, and then giving the sort of static tab thing where you play through the thing and then it switches to the next yep. page, essentially. Mm. Um, but then ended up doing it so that we just focus on one thing from the riff at a time. So this is the power chord shape. And then immediately from, from that, because otherwise, if you look at, if you see the whole video and then after that, see the whole thing in tap, you're not going to remember what was said in the video in the vet, like what was yeah. it that he said about the first thing? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we've got, We've gotten really good feedback about it, but um, I mean, did you did you find it useful for for us to sort of chop it up in the way where you just take a riff and just show one thing at a time and then practice that and then move on to the next, or did it did uh, it uh, fragment the experience or anything? No, hundred percent. I reckon the way you did it was really good. Like you're saying, for example, yeah, "Welcome Home." Yeah, just doing that the power chord mm. part down to the, the fifth fret, whatever it is, and then you got the next yeah. with the G chord shape. Yes, reading those two different parts and then putting it together, I think that really, really helped. And and I know a lot of my students; it was great to teach like that as well. Great. Did, did the G G chord shape? Because that was something I was debating whether that makes sense. But to me, that's uh, how yeah. I thought of it. But like, uh, exactly. Yep. No. Yeah. Because you got it. Yeah. It, it is G shape. So. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's you know sometimes it it's so that you know that this is a, a simple thing essentially mm. but when you and this is where it gets tricky when you're trying to script the tutorials and think over the wordings and whatnot you realize that it's really really easy and this is where i need the help of writers and yeah. and whatnot where you realize that it's really easy to sort of bury the lead or or make a simple thing very complicated like when you know explaining a g chord shape but it's not a g chord shape but it actually has a you know uh, it gets overwhelming so it's always interesting to hear how it's sort of how it's coming through but uh yeah good to hear that it's working 
No, like I said, the way you've done it is probably exactly the way I would teach as well. So that's, I really mm-hmm. get into the way you've done it. So that's great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the whole Metallica section. I like you were saying before, mm-hmm. you've got the three sections, which is, um, which is great. And I know the lead parts are pretty tricky, but you know, it's more advanced ones, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to offer something also. Like it didn't, because the the guys had such different approaches to things, mm-hmm. uh, it sort of felt fair um, to, to sort of feature them separately in a way, even though they had, like Kirk also contributed to the rhythm part. Um, James specifically said that it's not, it's just not something that really, um, we were, we were, <laughs> I'm going to say something, which is something that uh, I think we decided like, or like a day before the shoot, or I just made the call that I'm going to go for it anyway. But because we were, because um, I wanted to specifically ask what, like, has there been a choice? Like when you, when you chose to be a rhythm player or chose to be a lead player, or is that something that, you know, was that a natural thing? Did you have to decide it? And is that important for a beginner to, to sort of realize which path he would be more interested in? Like, for example, um, I always was really interested in sort of rhythm stuff, even though I didn't really realize that it was maybe rhythm guitar. Um, but always feeling also that, well, like there's this sort of over appreciation or like the lead guitarist always gets the sort of spotlight <laughs> and it's there's this sort of bias uh, where like you're a good guitarist if you can play the solos. That was sort of equated to being a good guitar player. So I really wanted to ask both of them, which I did, uh, like how what was the choice like? And because there was one interview, which seemed to me it was sort of, well, it was from a site that didn't really seem to like, they hadn't re- actually interviewed the guys they were just putting, you know, some of these sort of quote unquote journalism sites that they just pull bits from interviews and then they make up their own story. And they were talking about how James didn't, like he was a, uh, sort of feeling sorry that he couldn't play. So that's what the journalist, quote unquote, was saying that um, it was a touchy subject for James. And we were sort of debating whether I should ask about that or not. Like, is it something that he's sensitive about? Like, well, I would want to play solos, but I just can't. And I'm I'm sorry that you brought it up. But it wasn't like that at all. Okay. He was specifically saying that, well, it's not really like I love melodies, but it's not like it wasn't, it's not what I'm, it's not what I'm about. Hmm. Like I'm a drummer who plays the guitar. Okay. or drums on the guitar yeah. so it was interesting to hear about that and that sort of led to splitting the things up into sort of several sections but yeah they're challenging the lead part is challenging but we've made them as accessible as possible and i you know obviously would want to sort of uh, uh make them even more so based on feedback yeah, yeah for sure no they're all, they're all right um i mean all, all three sections you know, it's got to be everything for for everyone i guess which is really good. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. 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 Now, have, have you got any updates or anything you can tell us about musician? There are a lot of things happening. Um, Without getting into uh, Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Because there are things that I, I mean, this is 
sounds like a sort of classic cliffhanger thing, um, but there are we have interesting collaborations um, coming up, which I can't disclose yet. Um, but definitely there are updates like, well, just the interface updates. We 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 are now really working on making it um, essentially improving it. Uh, we uh, had a video player update recently that we're working on. You know things like this, just usability stuff, um, which hopefully will make it you know the the experience even better for users. Um, but there are uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> some are minor, but some are major things that are happening. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to be so vague, oh, but it's right. it's because uh, I, I didn't like they haven't yet been like we're yeah. really close to sort of uh, pulling the trigger on certain stuff, but we yeah. can't sort of go into that too much yet. But yeah. um, yeah, definitely there are stuff happening on piano, for example, really focusing on beginner friendly stuff. Um, that's that's a really big priority. I guess I can say that that the beginner friendly stuff is really which is not trivial. Like a beginner can mean so many things, as you know. Yeah. So a beginner can, pe people often think that a beginner means child, which of course it doesn't. Beginner can be anyone. Um, but yeah, that is a, that's a interesting challenge that we're trying to sort of solve now is what is, what is the beginner? Because you probably have tons of students who, who come in, especially uh, if they're adults, let's say. Uh, who might say that I'm a complete beginner or like I am a beginner yet they're not really like they're what I call like a false beginner meaning that they actually can do stuff they just feel like they can't do stuff which is then more about well how do we get the sort of uh, the confidence in them in a way what is it that they're they think they're missing or are actually missing what makes them feel like they can't do anything and then there are the people who actually have never even held a guitar mm. and they're very sort of separate things so trying to engage that, I guess that that would be fair to say that we're really trying to um, sort of aim, uh, like essentially create value for the very beginners. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much good content in Udition already. Yeah. Um, that's also something that we are now working on is just to sort of highlight what we already have, you know, already in the app. Yeah. Even the musicians, like the original musician songs are, really good mm. um are really useful for learning and um, so we're trying to sort of get that on on the top as well sort of get that rising to the top as well so uh yeah just working on making things more accessible to people essentially yeah and i guess my last question which is the most important one <laughs> is there any news on the teacher dashboard <laughs> uh -huh, i knew we'd get into that <laughs> yeah unfortunately no updates i mean uh, it's I think it's good that you you're not the only one who keeps mentioning it. Yeah. So um I can say that there's uh there are developments in not specifically the teacher dashboard, mm. but we are looking into um sort of something similar uh involving actual teachers. Yep. Um nothing super concrete yet but um but because we do know that you're uh and you know of course we're really appreciative of your being such a sort of avid advocate of 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 musician we we know that you have this need so uh let's see not the teacher dashboard yeah. i'm afraid to say but right. 
we hear what you're saying. <laughs> no, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the main things I'd go for that one. So well, mm -hmm. thanks very much again for your time. Of course, of course, definitely, definitely.